Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad. It's Connor McDavid. He's got Darrell Walker, and he's got some room down the sidelines. McDavid to Everly, dishes off one timer to the 30, 20, 10, 5, score! Touchdown, Eskimos! Edmonton's home for breaking news on your favorite teams. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on the voice of your Edmonton Oilers and Eskimos. 6.30 Chad. Well, welcome to the weekend. Welcome to the NHL All-Star break. I will forgive you if you spend some time gandering at the NHL standings over the weekend because they're not going to change until Tuesday night. And you see your Edmonton Oilers in eighth place with 64 points. Yes, eighth place. A team that has finished 28th, 29th, or 30th. Six of the last seven seasons now very well on their way to a playoff spot. Knock on wood, but obviously things looking pretty good. We'll talk about that tonight. Former Oiler Mike Kruschel-Niski slated to join us as well in about half an hour. That'll be fun. Thanks a lot for tuning in. My name is Reed Wilkins. Inside Sports on 630 Chat. It is 6.07 in the p.m. The NHL All-Star Game will be broadcast on 630 Chat starting at 1.30 in the afternoon on Sunday. If you'd like to see how Connor McDavid does for Team Pacific, he's going to be taking part in the skills competition tomorrow. Tomorrow night in the accuracy shooting and fastest skater competition. Uh, So no games on the NHL scoreboard, obviously. I uh, have a Raptors game on the TV, and they are crushing Milwaukee up 36-19 in the first minute of the second quarter. The Oil Kings are in Medicine Hat tonight, home to Prince George Saturday and Sunday. We want to send you to a future Oil Kings game. Yeah, you won't be able to pick up this voucher until Monday, but good for any game for the rest of the season. Let's take uh, caller number three at 780-496-0063 for a couple of tickets uh, or a voucher to pick up a couple of tickets to a future Edmonton Oil Kings game at Rogers Place. Okay, so the Oilers are uh, 28-15-8 on the season. I mentioned eighth overall in points. If you go by points percentage... Because you have to factor in the teams have played a different number of games. The Oilers are just one spot lower. At ninth, they are eighth in goals for per game. They are seventh in goals against per game. And they are seventh in goal differential at plus 20. Uh, I mean, it's, it's, it's pretty crazy how they've been able to turn it around. And, you know, I was sitting this afternoon. And, by the way, uh, you can always jump in by texting 630-630. You can also uh, call the open line if you want to chat, 780-496-0063. And I thought to myself, you know, what, what really stands out 
for the Edmonton Oilers this season in in terms of, of positive stories. And thankfully, there are a lot to choose from this season. And I start thinking, well, uh, you know, Tyler Pitlick. I started thinking, well, Mark Letestu's on pace for uh, career high in goals. And then I started thinking, well, Patrick Maroon has already achieved a career high in goals. And then I started thinking they've uh, signed a couple of college free agents, Matthew Benning and Drake Kajula, who have, have stepped in and, uh, you know, at least been solid, though they're still learning in, in the NHL. And I, I thought, well, i, I got to narrow this down. And that's going to be hard to do and it's one of those things there aren't really any wrong answers because there are are so many good stories but if if Oilers fans were to pick their top three positive stories for this year I think we could probably reach a consensus on number one it's a two-on-one Vermette and Richie centering pass Richie shoots save made by Cam Talbot with the blocker best scoring chance of the night and Talbot comes up with an early denial cross ice Kasha will pick it up right corner sharp wrinkle shot Wister what a right pad save made on Vermette by Cam Talbot brilliant work on the boards pinching in his brawn a shot to the net save Talbot rebound wrap around in front back in her save Talbot kept it out what a remarkable save on Timo Meyer by Cam Cam Talbot. I mean, Cam Talbot's the story of the year. And and that is for me, even though this is a team that boasts two of the top 11 scores in the NHL, and Connor McDavid is obviously number one. But I, I still rank Talbot as my top story of the year. He's 10th in save percentage, 5th if you only count the goalies who have played more than half of their team games. He's at 922. He leads the NHL in games played. He leads in minutes played. He leads in saves. He's 12th in goals against average. Ninth if you only count guys who have played more than half their team's games. He's third in wins. He's two off the league lead in shutouts with four. Holtby has six. And he has, I mean, when has he let in a back-breaking goal this season? There haven't been very many. He's He's been phenomenal. He has been the goaltender that this franchise has been crying out for for several years. And you know what? Devin Dubnik probably would have become that guy if they could have hung on to him, but they decided not to. And to me, Talbot has just been absolutely phenomenal. Congratulations to Patrick. He's our first Oil Kings winner. We may have another one of those vouchers to give away later on in the show. We got Chris from Phoenix checking in tonight. Hey, Chris. Hey, it feels great. To be in uh, first place or whatever, tied for first place, whatever. Semantics. We're in first place. I don't care. Um, it's amazing. Uh, first, I want to thank, uh, you know, Glenn Sather for gifting us uh, Talbot. Right. It's amazing. The, the guy has been very solid. He, he is – I love McDavid, love Dreisaitl. Uh, all the Oilers on the team are, are playing great. Uh, for the most part, are playing great this year. But it's Talbot. If we don't have Talbot – you know, we'd be we'd be sunk. Depending on who the the goalie was, because if we had to depend on Gustafson or or whatnot, we'd be sunk. The guy, the guy is so lights out. Like he's had one bad game, like throughout the season, one bad game, and that was against Buffalo. And everything else, the guy is just so fundamentally sound. You know, he's always he 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 never gets beat by a bad like a bad goal. Like it's 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 crazy. Like how many times? Over the last few years before uh, we got Talbot, have we uh, called in or, or, or people have called in and, uh, oh, uh, our goalie let, let in like two two or three bad goals, back-breaking goals, you know? And, and in the last couple games, he has made unbelievable 
unbelievable saves in the first few minutes of the game. Yeah. You know, and uh, it's, it's just amazing. It, 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 we're at 64 points right now. We've uh, had 64 total points for an entire season, like three of the last, I don't know, six years or five years or how many. You know, we are actually a contender. We're a cup contender right now. Whether people want to believe it or not, whether, you know, the naysayers want to wouldn't believe it or not. And I think that Shirelli, if he can make some, some moves to, uh, to make us even that much better, I say go for it. We have one more season with McDavid uh, on the ELC. I think we have one more season with Dreisaitl until both of these players are going to get substantial raises. And we need to, to, to go uh, balls to the wall this year. And I think as long as we get into the playoffs, if Talbot plays the way he's been playing, I think we have a shot against any team. And uh, great show. Love the Oilers. Uh, for all those uh, Oilers fans that got off the bandwagon, sucks to be you. Uh, <laughs> we love the Oilers. Uh, wish I was up in Edmonton rocking with all the fans. Yeah, when and, are you uh, coming up, Chris? I don't know. Uh, I'm going to have to. I'm going to have to go check out the new Rogers place. And, uh, you know, I, I would say uh, go up there for the playoffs, you know. I, I want to go to hit uh, White Avenue and, and all those uh, awesome places and just uh, be with my people up in uh, Edmonton. So, Okay, Let's well, if you, if you do that, I hope to meet you, buddy. Thanks a lot for calling. That's Chris from Phoenix. Check it in tonight, 780-496-0063. Love to hear from him. Very energetic guy, following the Oilers from afar. i, I got to say from this, just on a bit of a side note, Kellen Kennedy on the other side of the window. Kellen, it's been one of the cool experiences for me and one of the things I like most about the job is just talking to people. I, mm-hmm. I, lo- I love doing interviews. I love when we get guests on the show that will just tell a story. And I think we'll get some of those from Mike Krushelniski in the next uh, half hour. And, and oh, yeah. just talking to the listeners and the fans, for me, is is an honor. And how many Oilers fans passionately follow the team and listen from not just around the country, but, or, but around the world. Chris, Chris is in Phoenix. Uh, I mean, we've had Eric Johnson on the show, the uh, the Edmontonian who's who's become a film and television actor. He's in the Fifty Shades movie coming out every month. He's for work. He's lived in Vancouver, L.A., Toronto, New York. He's he's followed us. He's he's listened to Ched. I've had people from Hong Kong contact me from Australia. So that's just really cool. So wherever you're listening tonight, thank you for tuning in. First of all, and we have Griffin on the line. Hi, Griffin. No, Griffin. Sorry. Triffin with a D. Oh, Triffin, my apologies. Go ahead. Yeah, no problem. I just was just uh, looking at the stats of 2005 and 2006 season, and the Oilers made it into the playoffs last season with 72 points. And uh, how was that? Sorry, say that again? They made it into the playoffs this season. They went to the to the final with the Carolina with 72 points. At, at the All-Star break? No, no, no. At the final, at the, their final. No, I think at you're looking... I think you're looking at the wrong year, buddy, because in 05-06, they finished with uh, 95 points. Was it not? Oh. Yeah, okay. I think you might be off by a year, maybe. Sometime, depending on how you Google it, some sites list the end of the year as that season. Some list the year that it started as the season. Okay, I, just, uh, I thought that was crazy. <laughs> yeah, they had, uh, they had 95 in 05 06. And they were in eighth spot that year? Yes, they were the eighth okay. seed. Now, now the seeding is slightly different. As you know, the format yeah, exactly, is slightly yeah. changed. Uh, but, yeah, it, it, in what, we, what we've called the, the decade of darkness, uh, yeah. three times they had 62 points. So they've already passed that. Well, exactly, yeah. I can't believe that. Yeah, 
I wonder right. what year That's it came up for you when you Googled that. They had 71 in 06, 07. Oh, maybe, that, maybe I screwed up. That year might have popped up when you Googled it, yeah. Yeah, but I thought it said 70. Okay, well, thanks for uh, getting that straight for me. Okay, perfect. All right. Th- thanks, Triffin. Good to hear from you. Okay, we've got to take a quick time out. I want to catch up on some texts as well, including uh, one critical of something Oilers management has done, or better to say hasn't done. That's when we get back. Inside Sports on Chet. Hey, this is Jordan Everly from your Edmonton Oilers. You're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio 630 Chet. Interesting development in the CFL this afternoon, by the way. Scott Milanovic suddenly resigning as head coach of the Toronto Argos. He's going to the Jacksonville Jaguars, apparently, to be their quarterback's coach. So uh, not a great time of the year for the Argos to be trying to uh, organize their franchise. But we've kind of been saying that about the Argos a lot, haven't we? Okay, uh, Kevin in Spruce says, you hear a lot about Babcock being up for the Jack Adams. How about Todd McClellan? Doesn't, does it seem like he's not getting the respect that he deserves? That's from a uh, texter to 630-630. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I, I think Tortorella's the leading candidate for the Jack Adams. Um, now, there's still pretty much a third of the season to go. If the Oilers keep climbing up and keep playing this way, then I would think McClellan is would get more serious consideration. Uh, I mean, I think Boudreaux and Tortorella would probably be the top two choices right now. Um, I mean, if the Leafs don't make the playoffs and they're one point out of a spot right now, though they do have games in hand on Philly uh, and actually five games in hand on Boston, but if the Leafs don't get in... Um, I think that it'd be hard to for to justify voting for Babcock. And if the Oilers were first or second in their division after being 29th last year, I think McClellan would get some votes. I don't know if he'd be in the top three or if he would win. I mean, I'm sure he'd get some votes now. Um, but but I think right now, Boudreaux and, and Tortorella are the top two guys. We got Lloyd on the line. Hi, Lloyd. Hey, quick comment um, for the All-Star game. I think they overlooked one of the uh, people in the Oilers organization. Peter Shirelli, I would vote for him. Anyway, thanks. Have a good evening. <laughs> to, to, to play in the All Star game? <laughs> that was Lloyd. Well, they don't they don't have an All Star GM. I know Lloyd's having some fun there, but I, I think uh, a lot of people are uh, appreciative of most of the moves he has made now. Uh, there is an executive of the year of, of the award, uh, executive of the year award. So who knows? Uh, Ashley says, I don't think there's enough credit to the addition of Larson and Russell. They've given Talbot the opportunity to shine. That is from Ashley. And Bill says, Reed, I find it appalling. The Oilers haven't offered Chris Russell a new deal. In my opinion, very bad management. All right. Uh, yeah, I think, Bill, I think you're being a little little too harsh there. I, I mean, they, they couldn't offer Russell a new deal, obviously, until January 1st to begin with. Uh, I, I think you have to consider some of the other situations here. First of all, Chris Russell is set to become an unrestricted free agent July 1st, as he was this past summer. That's a powerful position for a player to, to be in, so he may want to test that. The other thing to consider here is the 
is the expansion draft. What could happen? Here's, here's a what if, and I'm just laying this out there as a what if. Las Vegas is is allowed to negotiate with free agents before the expansion draft. So let's say they, they in that window, they went to Chris Russell and said, would you want to play for Las Vegas? And Russell said no. Then they would say, okay. So they would claim somebody else off the Oilers. And then the Oilers could sign Russell to a new contract after the expansion draft, but before free agency starts for everybody else. So then you don't have to protect him and you get to keep him. That's something that, that I mean, I'm just saying that that'd be a way it would play out in, uh, in the Oilers' favor. Mike says, Read on my way home from Calgary on the fan today, all they could do is talk about McDavid getting offer sheeted. They kept saying, enjoy your wins now, Oilers fans, because it's over when McDavid gets scooped up. I just laughed how they overreact quickly because we are finally doing better than them. Thanks for Mike. Well, I'll tell you what. McDavid's probably going to sign an extension in about seven months, and uh, that'll lock him up. Uh, Yakushev says, Reed, what are the terms of Cam Talbot's salary? I'm just going to look that up on the fly to get the exact number. It's three point something. Uh, Cam Talbot is, oh, pardon me, he's at four point uh, four point one seven for this year, next year, and the year after. Uh, Yakushev says, with McDavid ready to make $10 million a year, Shirelli is soon going to have to deal with the next problem, keeping a competitive team under the salary cap. Yes, he will. Cam Talbot will not be one of the players sacrificed to make that happen. Obviously. Obviously, he would not be. And yeah, that's going to be one of Shirelli's challenges. And you know what? What a great challenge to have to try to figure out how to keep all your good players as opposed to be trying to find good players that you want to keep. 780-496-0063. You can also text 630-630. Sean says, Scott Milanovic has made the best off-season move so far. The smart ones jumped from the Titanic and the Hindenburg. Oh, the poor Toronto Argos. Are we all ready for an eight-team CFL again without Toronto? I think a lot of people might like that. Mike Kershaw-Niski, former Edmonton Oiler, going to join us when we get back. Hi, this is Ryan Nugent Hopkins from your Edmonton Oilers. You're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio 630 Chad. All right, so the Oilers, except for McDavid, get the weekend off. They'll practice Monday afternoon, and then they play Minnesota on Tuesday night. The All-Star Game Skills Competition tomorrow. McDavid will do accuracy shooting and fastest skater and some of the team stuff. And uh, then the game is on Sunday afternoon, and we'll have coverage 1.30 p.m. here on 6.30 Chat. My name is Reed Wilkins. Thanks so much for tuning in. Hope you have a great weekend planned. Oh, is it, it, Kellen, is it the Pro Bowl this weekend too? Pro Bowl in Orlando Magic City, FLA. 
All right, I wasn't expecting Orlando, you to yeah. be that enthusiastic about the worst All Star I'm game. I'm trying to hype the game for those who are, you know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I really could up, care less about that one. Raptors up 50-37 on Milwaukee late in the first half. Your scoreboard for Crystal Glass. For all your glass needs, visit crystalglass.ca. Oil Kings are in Medicine Hat tonight. We'll have a score in that game once it starts. Well, I'm pleased to welcome to the show former Edmonton Oiler to uh, share some memories and talk about the current edition of the team. It's Mike Crucialniski. Mike, you're on with Reed. How are you doing? Good, yourself? I'm doing very well. Great to talk to you again. I think it was a, a couple of years ago uh, we, we did an interview. Uh, tell fans uh, how you're doing and what you're up to these days. Uh, we are here in Toronto just doing a number of, of events. We were just at uh, an event yesterday for Hockey Canada. Um, Brian Muir, Lanny McDonald, a couple of guys were out there. So we're still playing hockey, having fun, and just going a lot slower. <laughs> well, as long as you're still having fun, uh, that's the, that's the main thing. Uh, I, I mean, look, you, you play the bulk of your career uh, with the Edmonton Oilers. You had some special memories here. Just uh, tell me about your level of uh, your level of interest and enjoyment in following this year's version of the club. Uh, yeah, they've been. Uh, I gotta, gotta admit, the NHL has been exciting to watch. I mean, we were at the uh, Leaf game the other day, and man, are they ever going fast? It's unbelievable how fast they are going. The puck is moving. Uh, it's very entertaining. So, NHL is headed in the right direction, and hopefully, uh, hopefully, the Oilers will uh, continue to uh, roll along. Yeah, for sure. When when you played uh, through the '80s and into the '90s, who who were some of the speedster speedsters that gave uh, gave you fits trying to defend? <laughs> trying to defend, holy jumping! Uh, I got to admit, I haven't been asked that one, but uh, well, you know what I mean. You had to check guys of uh, all skills and speed levels. <laughs> Yeah, but if they were super fast, you'd make sure you gave them enough room to catch up to them or cut them <laughs> off. So uh, back then it wasn't really an issue. Now it's an issue. When I line up against, uh, it was hilarious. We lined up the other night, and I was like, how old are you? He's like, 25. I was like, uh-oh. How old are you? 25. And then I, I look at the other left wing. I'm like, how old are you? 22. So I turned around looked at my defense. I'm like, They'll be coming right away. Get ready. <laughs> Puck was dropped. So. <laughs> Back oh, then, speed, not an issue. Now, yeah. speed's an issue. Yeah. Well, that, that's great. Uh, you know, Mike, we wanted to have you on uh, to talk a little bit uh, about uh, memories of an All-Star game. In February of 1985, you got to represent the Campbell Conference at the game in Calgary. And, uh, you know, you, had, you were coming off a... Uh, or you were on the way to a 43-goal, 88-point season in 84-85. What do you remember about being uh, about being picked to the team and finding out you were on it, first of all? Uh, I think when I got word of it, it was like, okay, yeah, just another game we're going. But uh, it was very exciting. Obviously, my uh, first and only uh, All-Star game to be part of. But uh, I believe there was eight or nine of us that I think that had gone to the game. So... Um, it, it wasn't that much of a surprise, but uh, just a lot of fun to to go to the game and be with uh, all the other uh, all the other players and see the uh, the skill of them. It's it's like you say you don't really notice, but you you notice people, but you don't really notice how much you appreciate people until you're on their team. And 
you know, that give us that gave me a chance to see a couple of the guys and a couple of the other guys and see how they think and how they, you know, their little tricks and what they do. So, um, always, always great to be be part of something that you know involves greatness. And you know, obviously, being on the ice with Gretzky Yari helps tremendously. But um, just to just to be there and enjoy it all and. Uh, take it in, you know. It's it's uh, one. It's it's greatly appreciated, but uh, but it's a lot of fun as well. Yeah, I, I want to ask you something else because I went back and was reading a little bit about that game. As I mentioned, it was in Calgary. Everybody knows about the Oilers Flames rivalry, and yeah, I got the roster. There there were eight Oilers on the team okay. uh, for a game in Calgary, including both goalies. Do, do you remember any? Uh, uh, any stuff about Flames fans being uh, unhappy with the the quantity of Oilers on that club? Probably, yeah. <laughs> Flames fans, probably the NHL. Um, you know, the, the not the NHL, but the uh, the fans right across uh, <clears throat> right across the NHL board. Um, you know, for having so many players from one team uh, represent just them, left a lot of other guys off the. Uh, off the roster, so I, I think now that I look back at it, um, you know, when I watch, I'd, I'd rather see, you know, I don't know why they don't pick one player. They should make a mandatory one player from every every team, um, because I know there's been in, a, in the past where I've watched All Star games and there's like there's no representation from certain teams. So I'm sure they've corrected that, but. Um, you know, it's the one chance for that one player to represent his team and uh, partake in a big event and uh, go from there. Mike Krustelniski joining us on Inside Sports. You were uh, the Wales Conference, won that game 6-4, but you had three assists and you were named uh, the, the second star of the game. What do you remember about actually being on the ice and how you played? <laughs> I wish I could remember. <laughs> All I remember was I think I was one... One goal away from getting that vehicle, and I think Mario at the time had scored either two or three goals, and I was like, "Oh, I got ripped off, man!" Gretz, couldn't you bounce one more off of me or what? <laughs> yeah, Lemieux was the MVP. Uh, what did he yeah. get? He had two goals uh, and an assist. I'm just, I got, a, I got an old yeah. scoring summary uh, print, printed there up for go. that game. Yeah, well, you had three assists, uh, including on a goal by Wayne Gretzky in the third period. So you definitely were helping out. Yeah, you know, it was a lot of fun. It was, uh, although in all honesty, uh, the the game began fun, but I think um, all I remember is. Getting orders from Seda that Cruiser get back on uh, get back with Gretzky Yari, and I think he benched a couple of guys because of, I don't know whether they had started back then. Whether whoever won the game would have got uh, like a little preference in the playoffs. Oh, really? Okay. So, 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 so it was pretty. I know they do. I know they did. I, I you know, like you, they do it now in the in, in the other sports, but I don't know if they did it back then but it was like holy jumping slats is benching guys in an all-star game you gotta be kidding me <laughs> but i guess back then it was all win-win and you know when you're in the uh thick of things you don't even think it's just you're there to win and get it done and that's it and now that we look back it's like you gotta be kidding me 
<laughs> well, like I mentioned, you, you were uh, you're in the middle of that season of getting 43 goals and uh, and 88 points, and obviously then in 1985 you guys would go on to win the Stanley Cup, and then you know as you as you played, I guess three more seasons with the Oilers until you got traded before you got traded to Los Angeles. Um, your role changed a, a little bit, didn't it? Because you were playing with Gretzky, and then you got you got moved around in the lineup. What, what was that like? Yeah, I remember after uh, after the '85 season, it was you know very exciting for me. Obviously, uh, my first Stanley Cup, so I was just on cloud nine. And after the party, we had celebrated, and then I remember getting together with Glenn, and he's like, "You think you can get 50? I'm like, "Yep, put me with the right people, I'll get 50." So all summer, I remember thinking, "All right, I'm back on Gretzky Yari's line." And come training camp, I remember uh, Glenn coming up to me and going. Cruiser, I don't need you to score another goal. I need you to shut people down. And obviously, role had changed from offensive to defensive. So, but you know, it was still uh, still great that I was part of the organization, had a chance to uh, hoist that Stanley Cup, and got a lot of good uh, good memories from it. Mike, you, you got traded to the Los Angeles Kings as, as part of the, well, a lot of people here call it the sale, obviously, of, of Wade Gretzky to the L.A. Kings. Uh, a couple of months ago, I, and I've interviewed him a couple of times, I had Bruce McNall on the show. Uh, what do you remember about Bruce? And he was obviously a pretty high-profile owner who was who was really out in the public. He, he wasn't shy of, uh, uh, of, you know, getting attention and being in the spotlight. What, what was it like to play for Bruce McNall? Bruce was actually a great guy, but he he was just a fan of the game. Uh, I remember uh, sitting, we're in Vancouver, one of the first few times. Uh, he, I was sitting in Vancouver at the Pan Pacific, just probably went down about 4.15, 4 o'clock to have a coffee before the game or catch the bus. And, and uh, I'm sitting there drinking away, and I see, uh, I see Bruce coming up the escalators. So I figured, well, you know, so I had another coffee and another coffee and both. 15 minutes later, he pops in. He goes, hey, Cruiser. I say, hey, Bruce, you're back. I was like, oh, he's saying, yeah, you mind if I sit? I'm like, Bruce, you're the owner. You can go wherever you want. You know, so, hey, you know, Bruce just wanted to be around the guys and hear the stories, and um, he was just a big fan. So, you know, we all we all enjoyed him. We all, uh, we all had good times out there, and uh, I think he, uh, he actually, by... You know, bringing Gretz to uh, Gretz to L.A., he obviously uh, pushed the salaries, bumped the salaries up a little bit, so we all benefited uh, yeah. in the long run from that. So, yeah, for sure. Poem. Thanks, Bruce. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, before I let you go, just to, to just give people an update on some of the things you've been up to more recently. Uh, well, I guess it was about eight nine years ago. Now, did you didn't you spend a couple of years coaching in the KHL? What was that experience like? Yeah, I loved it. I go back tomorrow. Um, the big ice surface, it was wonderful. You know, with the north and with the uh, NHL here, it's all north, south, dump, chase, hit, dump, chase, hit, where over there we would always, you know, make plays, keep the puck. Like you never saw it dumping. I mean, if you had no play, the guy would double back and literally throw it all the way to the goaltender. I mean, you throw it off the net. Some of the goaltenders had bad eyesight. You wouldn't want to score on them, but... You just didn't want to give that puck up. And, uh, you know, it was all playmaking, drop pass, 
uh, moved the puck wide, side to side, and it was tremendous hockey. I just loved it over there. So I go back. I was there for, I think, five years. I think, I'm, I, think I was in Russia four years and one year in Germany. So um, very much enjoyed that uh, that experience. Well, yeah, it, so- it sounds like you did for sure. Was it, um, did you, ha- I mean, you must have had a lot of, obviously, Russian players. What was it like just with uh, the language barrier and maybe dealing with, uh, I would assume, guys from a lot of different backgrounds? Yeah, you know, fortunately, I uh, I picked up enough Russian to get by. Uh, Germany, when I went there, I didn't pick up a lick of German, so um, can't chalk that up, but... Uh, you know, I have nothing but good to say about the the Russian experience, and and when I wasn't when I wasn't able to, you know, tell the players, I would just tell them physically, like here, I want you to move this way, and I would move the player, you know, get behind him and grab his stick and him and his hands, and show him you you put your hands here and you put your stick here, and then from here you go there, and he's like, oh yeah, and he'd shake his head, yeah, I got it, so. Uh, I was lucky. I had had good experience. It was uh, it was a fun time, very exciting, uh, different breed of people. A lot of travel. I mean, we had one game that we played on in Habarovsk, and it was an eight and a half hour flight from Moscow for one game. So a little bit a little bit of a different world over there. Wow, yeah, for sure. That's that's incredible. Well, Mike, I, I appreciate catching up with you and, and sharing some stories about the All-Star game in 85 and, and some of your memories of being an Oiler. And, uh, you know, you remain a pretty popular guy from that era, so I know fans are happy to hear from you. All the best. Thanks for making time for us on a Friday night, Mike. Yeah, a lot of fun. Have a good evening, man. Take care. Right on. That is Mike Krusheldisky checking in tonight inside Sports on 630 Chet. And, yeah, that 1985 All-Star game... Uh, Eight Oilers on the roster. Now, there weren't as many teams in the NHL, but it, it is interesting that the uh, two members of the, uh, well, both goaltenders were from the Edmonton Oilers, Fuhrer and Moog. So they, they, you know, Glenn Sather just ignored the other teams in the conference and put his two guys on the team. Pretty funny stuff. I, I don't think Calgarians liked it very much. Uh, I was reading some stories about there being some, I probably watched this game, but I remember, don't remember it, but there being some booing during the game when an oiler touched the puck, which wouldn't be uh, normal in an all-star game. 780-496-0063. You can text 630 Sean texting in. He says, Mike Krushelniski, I always enjoyed his game hard and fastish. <laughs> you guys were actually playing the game. Might be the old... Might the old be coming new again with our new Oilers? I hope so. Good to hear you again. That is Sean listening to Mike Krushelniski tonight. All right, we've got to take a quick timeout. Inside Sports on 630, Chet. Ferris Bueller, the high school senior, liked to skip school. This is Cam Talbot from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio 630 Chet. All right, good to have you tuning in tonight. Inside Sports on 630 Chet. Oh, by the way, the Oilers uh, farm team, the Bakersfield Condors, also in action tonight. They're taking on the Texas Stars. Griffin Reinhardt has scored. It's uh, 1-1 halfway through the first period. Texas, the home team for that game. All right. 780-496-0063. You can text 630-630. Good to have Mike Krushelniski on the show. All-Star Weekend coming up. 
well, it is the All-Star Weekend in uh, the NHL. The uh, oh, I should finish that thought I was doing earlier. I was talking about my top three positives for the Oilers at the All-Star break. I put Cam Talbot number one. For number two, I put Leon Dreisaitl and how he has been able to complement Connor McDavid. You got McDavid as the leading scorer in the lead, league. You got Dreisaitl as the 11th leading scorer in the league. You know what? I thought Dreisaitl could get to the point that he's at. I thought it was probably not going to happen for another year or two. So he's, he's been an incredible compliment to Connor McDavid, and he has actually outscored McDavid by a point since the start of December. So that shows you how well he's been doing. And for number three, I actually wound up going with the road record. The Oilers are 15-7-5 on the road. They have 35 points on the road. They already have more road wins than any of the six previous seasons. Now, one of those was the lockout-shortened year. Uh, but in 09, here's their road win total starting in 09-10. 9, 12, 14, 10, 13, 9, and 12. Now, the 10 was the lockout-shortened season, so they likely would have got into the high teens. Uh, they had 20 in 08-09, 21 in 05-06, so uh, on pace to top those. Heck, they even got an outside shot to set a new franchise record for road wins in a year, which was 26 and 83-84. We'll see how they do in February when most of their games are on the road. All right, we have uh, Sir Taj on the line here. Hi, Sir Taj. Hello, sir. How are you doing? Good. Uh, I wanted to uh, see something about some trades, and uh, I wanted to I wanted to talk a little about Lucic. Okay, go ahead. Okay, first, uh, uh, since you know Benoit Pouliot hasn't scored for twenty games, Milan Lucic actually got his game going now, and uh, I, I think he, I think you should put Cassian up to the third line. Uh, Lucic, uh, uh, move Lucic up to the second line and Pouliot down to the fourth line. Yeah, but uh, Cassian plays right wing and Pouliot plays left wing, so I I, I don't think they would they would bump. Uh, I I don't think they would put Cassian up in a Pouliot spot and have him play left wing. And did uh, that would have worked unless uh, you, you know you could you could get Andrew Shaw for um, Pouliot, you know. Well, Pouliot's going to be tough to trade, though, because he makes he makes a lot of money and he hasn't been producing yeah. a lot of points. And I, I think you should trade, uh, uh, you know, uh, Brassois for you need uh, since he's a young he's, since he's young and he hasn't had much um, uh, NHL experience. I think you should trade um, uh, uh, Brassois for either uh, Carter Hutton. Um, uh, Matt Murray or Antti Ranta, but I think uh, the, the Rangers are going to hang on to Antti Ranta since Lundqvist hasn't been so good. Yeah, I think I think all those teams would hang on to those goalies, especially if it was uh, Brassois going the other way. But I like how you're thinking to try to improve the team, buddy. Thanks a lot for calling. We also have Rocket on the line. Hey, Rocket. Hey, Reed. How you doing? Doing well. I'm still uh, coming down from uh, yesterday's stellar victory. <laughs> good. Um. It's nice to look in the standings and see us nestled in like a cozy little blanket between 
the San Jose Sharks and the Anaheim Ducks with uh, um, <clears throat> the only direction that uh, the team seems to be looking is up. And, you know, when you're tied with the Sharks, you just know what's going to happen next, right? They're, they're, they're going to just climb and climb and climb, and that's that's all I see this team doing, and um, it's uh, it's quite a thing to see after after ten years of uh, you know calling in and wondering you know what kind of trade trades we're going to make. Yeah, well, and the thing is, they I don't even think they have to make a big trade at the deadline. I, I mean, if you can do something that improves the team, fine. You always do it. They, they I think they will try to add some depth, but I don't think you have to trade one of the big salaries in the next month to try yeah, to, think, you, you know what I mean? I, I think um, a lot of people have it nailed right on the head, and I've listened to a lot of different discussions, and I think if they do anything, it's going to be not a not a major trade, but a minor trade. You know, so uh, something <clears throat> maybe to boost uh, a certain area that's not like in the $4 million salary range. But uh, Well, it'd be you know, nice to get another gotta, maroon, wouldn't it? The depth that they have already, you got Darnell Nurse's you know, coming back. Too bad about Pitlick. I mean, like, where's Pitlick going to be fitting on this team? Like, obviously very well, you know, in, in, in next year, I believe, with, you know, going down with eight goals. There are players on the team that don't even have eight goals. He's been out for yeah. how many games now? Yeah, he played 31 for sure. Rocket, I got a break for the news, man. It's good to hear from you, okay? I'll talk to you probably on Tuesday after the game. Yeah, absolutely. Take care. All right. That is Rocket 780-496-0063. we got Jeff Merrick from the NHL on Rogers coming up. 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad.